Welcome back to Six Pennies Podcast, everybody. It is Tuesday night, September 4th. Happy belated Labor Day. We have myself, Albie, Mock on the phone, and Timmy. How are you guys? What up? What's up, guys? I apologize in advance. I'm a little distracted. I'm trying to podcast and draft at the same time. And that is exactly why we're doing it. We're going to have a live reactionary podcast to your football draft. Um, But you (laughs) you guys sound super tired. It the kids the kids man you, like yes, you guys for you guys, sure the energy level is really really low you're gonna have to step it up for us <laughs> i will I'll, I'll just be that spark of energy off the bench call me jason terry call me uh james jones i guess that'll be <laughs> james jones <laughs> um should have been jeremy lynn for the rockets right Mark? this man off the bench oh that's too soon yeah too soon Mark. Mock over under number of drinks that Albie's had tonight, four and a half. <laughs> uh, I think he's at four. Oh, Ooh. so I picked a good number. Okay. Way under, guys. I've had zero drinks tonight. Whoa. Yeah, zero. I'm a changed man. Still recovering from the weekend. Props to Vincent Lynn and Tiffany Chan, who just got married up in Baltimore, Maryland. Beautiful reception. Yes. It looked like a Harry Potter slash... I don't know. Uh, it just looked like a Harry Potter museum library. It was really nice, really amazing. Saw a lot of good friends, good times. Yeah, so we we haven't recorded in a couple weeks. We do have a plethora of different items or different topics we want to touch on. Mostly sports related, all different types of sports. I know it's football season coming up. Mock, you're doing your fantasy football draft. Uh, but before we do that, Let's give a shout out to Derek Shaw at our friends at Farmers Insurance. Timmy, hey, yeah, Timmy, you're looking to buy a house, right? Yeah, we're working on it. I've been uh, in contact with D Shaw every, pretty much every day, asking him for help on some home insurance quotes. Um, he's giving me tips on on where to look, even if it's not Farmers Insurance, which is pretty incredible. But I'm definitely <laughs> going to service. Up, yeah. Definitely going to end up going with uh, either him or some one of his buddies. That's going to give me a great rate. Um, so make sure you guys reach out to Deja as well. Um, his phone number, Albie's going to give to you because I can't remember it off the top of my head. Yeah, last time you tried, you got it wrong. But it's Wait, wait, wait. Oh, let me try, let me try. Mm, no, never mind. Yeah, I let's not that, try right. it. Deja, uh, Derek Farmer's Insurance, uh, 214-729-6462. That's 214-729-6462. If you don't want to call him, if you're too shy to text him, go to our Facebook page. We're going to directly link his page to our page. Um, so let's go ahead and get started, guys. Houston Rockets, 2018-2019 uh, season. I think Mock's shuffling some of his papers there. Ryan Anderson, Carmelo Anthony, Ariza's gone. How do you guys feel? Let's go. Let's let's touch on Ryan Anderson first. How the hell did Maury trade him? <laughs> Finally happened. This is all you guys. I'm just gonna mute my mic for the next three minutes. That guy is a wizard. I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's not like Brandon Knight's contract is much better, but getting like Marquise Chris, who's a solid asset, and getting off at least I don't know about ten million dollars in salary is is pretty incredible. And I think Brandon Knight has a chance to get a few minutes and get some run as a backup point guard when uh, when Chris Paul gets hurt. Yeah, Brandon Knight's going to get some run. Marquise Chris brings athleticism, a uh, true backup big, even though we like to go small with PJ. But it never hurts to have depth. 
So and it's we, nice. We need some youth too, because everybody else on the team is super old now. So is, <laughs> so is Phoenix just gonna buy out Ryan Anderson and Trevor Ariza, and they're are they just gonna go back to Houston for? They're like just gonna come years? back for the minimum. Oh my well, gosh. I, I don't know if we're <laughs> gonna take a reason. We'll, we'll take a reason. I'm so mad. Yeah, so I mean the big move, uh, just from a namesake, I don't think it's a big move on the floor or how it's gonna affect the team, but Carmelo Anthony, um, he's you know, multiple time all star, at least ten times, future Hall of Famer, I I'm assuming he is. Um for how sure. you, yeah, how Not do you guys sure. how do you guys feel about, you know, two hundred and seventy five pound Carmelo Anthony on your team? I don't know. I have a very important question, but do do the Rockets have the all-time plumpest lineup? Like <laughs> guys that are like seem like they should just be like not in the NBA. They're just super chubby. Like between Harden, Eric Gordon, Carmelo, CP, PJ Tucker, like what, can these guys go on a big diet, uh, like on a diet or something? <laughs> it's like the the anti-body type that Mock really likes because he's always it's like opposite of the Miami Heat. Yeah, he's always like the Kevin Martin's, Monte Ellis's, uh, Penny Hardaway's, the lo- the tall, lanky, skinny guys, and it's completely different. <laughs> those guys are those guys you just mentioned being plump or or what word do you use? Yeah, um, plump. Yeah. They're, they're plump, but they're they're sneaky strong, though. I, I gotta say, country that's, strong. That's what people say about about plump guys. <laughs> <laughs> farm strong, farm strong. Uh, I I don't know, man. I I know Melo sounds like a big name, and I I just don't know. Watching the Instagram videos of him working out, and like all he's doing is taking a few dribbles and shooting jumpers. Nothing has changed. It's exactly the same workouts, the same game that we've seen for the last 15 years from Carmelo, and it does not interest me or excite me at all. Like, <laughs> I, 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 don't, I didn't sign up for this, man. <laughs> I'm definitely higher on Melo than Timmy is, obviously. But Everybody, uh, just, Everybody's higher on Melo than Timmy. Right. You're, you're on the low, low, low end of the spectrum. I, I say I'm um, of average there. Uh, I, I think Carmelo, I think we're going to get a very good version of Carmelo. Uh, hopefully, oh, D'Antoni okay. can limit his minutes so he only plays like 20 minutes. Uh, so he's not huffing and puffing out there being all plump. Um, but yeah, I think he can come in and hit shots, and he's going to get a lot less ISO plays than he had in OKC, which I think just killed that offense. Not just him, obviously, but that whole offense in OKC, just no ball movement at all. Um, so I think it'll be a much better fit on Houston. All right, I'm going to have a a quick over-under, and I want you guys to answer, um, and it's all re- related to Carmelo Anthony. So, Timmy and Mock, over-under 58 games played. I thought you were going to say, like, 270 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> that might be coming. Uh, I'm going over there. Um, I'll, I'll take the over, too. I, 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 don't, I don't see him. He, he normally doesn't get hurt. Okay. So over 57 games, over under 21 minutes per game. Over. Whoa. Yeah, yep. a little over. A Unfortunately, little over. yeah. So I'm going gonna, gonna to put him at probably like 26, 27. I, I don't think that's bad either. Like 25, 26 minutes is, is not like a crazy number. That's a pretty, that's like a solid bench player number. The, the problem is if he's going to need to be starting, you know, or demand to be starting i know he's you know there's some talk about d'antoni trying to get him on the bench but we'll see if that actually happens 
I think before he uh, when he and then Tony butted heads in New York, he said it was before the age of analytics. So he didn't know what it meant or how effective he would be on the bench. But now with numbers, I, I heard that he's okay with coming off the bench. Plus, his best friend Chris Paul can always convince him, right? Last year in OKC, they, they the media asked him about the thought of going going off the bench, and he just laughed at and he told Paul George like, "Look at this guy." The so I think analytics has been around at least for a year. Yeah, that, I mean, but that, that's who would he have been behind in OKC? That's the bigger question. That's a that's a fair point. I feel like the most important over under though is not anything about Carmelo or even the number of wins, but it's about how far we're going to get with Carmelo. So I, sh- I should have done okay. So fi- oh, you guys are both over fifty seven games, <laughs> both over twenty one minutes, over under. 11.7 points. Over. Way over. Wow, you guys are actually pretty high on this guy. This 11, guy like 11. 16, 17. Yeah, you'll get like at least 14, 15 points. While, while I talk, Timmy, can you look up his averages for last year? Because I'm curious. Um, and then my final thing, Houston Rockets over under 57.5 wins. Fifty-seven point five. That's pretty. That's a pretty solid number there. That's a good number. Yeah. Um. I'll, I'll go over. I'll go over. So mock all overs, Timmy. First of all, Carmelo averaged sixteen points a game last year. Wow, impressive. And how yeah, many shooting minutes? terribly? Thirty-two minutes though, but he shot forty percent from the field. That's really bad. Uh, fifty. What was it? How many wins? Fifty-seven and a half. Yeah, fifty-seven and a half. How many wins did we have last year? Sixty-five. Uh, I'm gonna take the over. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't think we're more than like. Team. I don't think we're more than like six Timmy, or seven. Timmy is all in right now on the East yeah, Red Nation. I, I, I don't think this that's is higher than, than you were last year. And Travis Scott, bro, Astro World. <laughs> All right, I mean, moving. the important thing is how far we go. Um, you guys are going to lose to LeBron in the second round. Well, let's move on here, oh, guys. LeBron's, LeBron's going to the playoffs. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. Let's <laughs> move on. Um, let's get away from the Houston Rockets. Kind of random sports topic, but tennis. I don't know if you guys followed it. I was uh, out of town this past weekend, so I didn't get to watch any of the matches. But Federer lost last night. First time in his career he's lost to a player that's outside of the top 50. Uh, He had the most unforced errors ever. He had the most double faults ever. Um, This is the earliest he's been, you know, knocked out of the U.S. Open in over 10 years. Is this the beginning of the end? Mock, I'll start with you since, Timmy, I don't... Do you even know who Federer is? (laughs) Man, how could you not? Um, Unfortunately, yeah, I think we're right in the middle of it. He's 37 years old, man. That's, yeah, that's he's so old. impressive. That is amazing. Anyone that We're at the age where anyone that's even our age and, and still performing really well, like I give them all the props. So Federer has been at the top of his game for a long, long time, but it's, it's inevitable, man. Yeah, I agree with Fun. you. I think it's the beginning of the end. Um, so my boy, Rafa Nadal, is five years younger, and I, I don't think he's going to last as long as Raj. So... Yeah. Um, I mean, no, hopefully he... Nadal can steal one or two more French Opens and, and tie Roger Federer, but 
you know, the two greatest of all time, they might be, you know, they might be done right before our eyes in the next few months, few seasons. Yeah. Are they the two greatest of all time? Nadal's number two? Yeah, he is. It's not Sampras? Not going to be Djokovic? Well, it's, it's definitely not Sampras. Do you think Nadal should, like, just sit out most of the year and only play the French Open? Like, save his body? Just play the majors, <laughs> right? Yeah. Just play. Just the, play on clay. Do the Tiger Woods schedule, um, you know, late 2000s. I mean, there are advantages to that, but it's hard to be like, you know, I have potentially can make $2 million this week if I just show up, so why not? True. Um, all right, next topic. And it all started when I, myself, and my wife flew to DC on Friday morning. I would say 80 to 85% of the plane was in burnt orange. Everyone from Dallas was flying up to DC. They were getting ready for the huge Texas opener against Maryland. We were two touchdown favorites. Unfortunately, we lost. Unfortunately, (laughs) uh, Sam had three straight turnovers to end the game there while we were coming back. Timmy, I'll start with you. I know football's not your forte, but A, did you get to watch the game? And B, what do you feel about, you know, Sam and UT football's chances moving forward? Uh, I have to be honest. It's not just that I don't watch, don't care that much about football in general typically, but UT football, I haven't really cut, like followed in like three years. Ever, um, you probably haven't seen a prob- game since. Probably about six years that I haven't really cared very much about them. Pretty much since... Uh, Pretty much since Colt McCoy. You you probably haven't seen a game since when we watched the Rose Bowl again in two thousand seven. Well, Colt McCoy is a couple <laughs> years later, but yeah, that's one of my one of my best memories is the Rose Bowl in oh seven. Yeah. Living in the good old days. Yeah. Wait, what about the, what about the what about the Rose Bowl when I was there with you? No, no, no. I was talking about the yeah. Rose the Rose Bowl in oh five, but we rewatched the game in oh seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I'm saying I'm saying the one with Mock is the one that I rewatched. Isn't that two thousand seven? Or 2010, Colt McCoy. Yeah, with Colt. Yeah. Yeah, when he got injured. Yep. Yeah. That's uh, where, was that the one where you're you're laying on the ground chugging Pepto Bismol during the game? Yeah, that was that was the beginnings of uh, Ulster Boy. Ulster, Ulster Boy, Boy at his peak. That was his top yeah. five woke day. I remember. Um, that was top five most most pain. Yeah, for sure. And Mark, not even anything having to do with Colt McCoy, but just. Mark. Stomach pain. Mock, how do you feel about Texas's chances, Tom Herman, and just the entire program as a whole? I mean, I like Tom Herman. I think he's a very good coach, uh, very motivating, uh, could probably take a few mannerism or a few lessons on dealing with the media. But uh, I just, I didn't drink the Kool Aid this year. Like, this offseason didn't excite me that much, even with all the hype videos the last couple of weeks. Uh, mainly, I'm not a big believer in Sam. Uh, he's just not like he's fired up. Yeah, he's he's a good guy to root for, but he's not like the guy to me. You know what I mean? Like he's not he's not going to take us to the next level. And yeah, we've been we've honestly been dying for a quarterback since Colt McCoy. So it's been a long, long, long about ten years. Yeah, that's that's not an overstatement. There hasn't been a quarterback since Colt McCoy. We've gone through um, a crazy amount of mediocre guys. I think um, when it comes to Sam, everyone thinks he's you know like a Tebow type, but to me, he just doesn't have the you know the football smarts. He makes too many mistakes. I know he's still yeah. young, but I mean, I think 
you either have it or you don't, right? And I think this guy yeah. just doesn't have it. With that being said, mock over under 7.5 wins this year for UT football. Oh, I mean, we won, we won eight last year, right? Yeah, or two and seven. I don't uh, I think we can win eight again. Yeah. Yeah, we have an easy game this week in, uh, against Tulsa at home. Um, I mean, I don't know if there's anything. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't know if there's a quote unquote easy game, but it should be an easy game for UT. Game three is the big one, obviously against USC. But USC is playing with a freshman quarterback, so I mean, I expect to win that game as well. We'll see how That's Herman. Yeah. yeah, we'll see how Herman does it. I agree with you. I think you know it's still just early in his second year. He's super smart. Obviously, he's part of the Mensa club and. Um, you know, he's a great recruiter. He's a good play caller. Um, I just think that he needs to take over as a play caller moving forward. All I right. have bad news. You guys, uh, you guys both kind of went overboard. Um, Texas only won seven games last year, so yeah, I guess we're going to improve to get to eight, huh? <laughs> I mean, eight, yeah, we yeah, lost nail better last for USC, so I think this year we can get some revenge at home. Yeah. Hopefully. It's sad, right? Last year on my wedding day, we lost. And then this year, I went to a wedding and we lost as well. It's just it's bad karma. What, what sucks was when I was in Maryland, you know, half the town of D.C. was in yeah, one orange. Sure. Like, we were everywhere, you know? Like, you know, Jefferson Memorial, Lincoln Memorial, it's just burnt orange everywhere. Everyone's so excited. Of course, me and Na went to all like the hot spots for dinner and lunch, and so all those places also were Texas out of towners. And uh, once a game happened, once you know Saturday night rolled around, especially Sunday, everybody was just in a terrible mood. And it's just like, man, it's the worst vacation ever. <laughs> all right, let's move on now to professional football, NFL. Mock, you are doing your fantasy football draft. Let's hear it. What, who have you drafted so far? Uh, this is probably not a good league to talk about. It's the 14-team, 2QB league. It's kind of ridiculous. So all the QBs went first. But I, I'm, I have a pretty good team. I, I just Somebody got Gronk in the fourth round here. Whoa. So I like this. I like this team a lot. And I picked up um, my boy by default Lamar Miller on the, from the Texans and yeah and I'm about to draft Rex Burkhead. Like yeah Rex Burkhead drafted in the sixth round for me nice you like that pick Rex Burkhead sixth round is yeah right around the the value he should be getting so who are your quarterbacks uh, I got Drew Brees and Derek Carr Derek Carr okay comeback season I like it um so let's uh and you know, Odell let's... was my first receiver okay so let's switch from fantasy and go over to reality timmy you're in houston obviously now um texans are texans are big there everyone follows the texans have you been following them are you excited about this team and what do you think they're gonna accomplish this year uh i mean i, I can't say i'm like the biggest follower but uh, I, I definitely I am a fan and uh, excited to, to see some games this year. I haven't been able to do that in the past, but uh, I'm ready for Deshaun Watson to, to go crazy, and I, I hope J.J. Watt's finally healthy. That will be nice, and props to him for raising $40 million for Houston. True, that. true, true, true. J.J. Watt is Mr. Houston right now. Um, all the props in the world to him. So funny story. Um, 
our buddy, the three of us, uh, we know this guy, Andrew Kohler. He was in Dallas two weekends ago. He is super high on the Texans, especially Deshaun Watson. Um, and he made some ridiculous bets against uh, Josh Maul and against me. And I think we're going to win them all. But basically, he's already, he's already penciled in Deshaun to be a Hall of Famer. He's already he's wow. already penciled in Deshaun to win the Super Bowl MVP and, this year. <laughs> and um, uh, respect. What's the other bet he has? Oh, he has he has a bet with Josh between the Texans and the Cowboys game, and for some reason he gave Cowboys some points. So um, he uh, he expects a huge win from Houston there. Um, but it's it's just so- funny because like. Where you guys are is where the Dallas fan base was going into last year with Dak. Because Dak yeah. just came off, you know, 26 TDs and only two interceptions or something absurd like that. And we're like, man, this guy is the uh, anti-Tony Romo. He's clutch. He doesn't turn the ball over. Um, but, you know, that second season can be tough sometimes. Sophomore slump. Yeah, I mean, I guess the important thing, same same question as before, is over under four and a half drinks that Kohler had at that time. Oh, way, way over, way over. Oh, there you go. We there were, you go. We were uh, at a pool party, so it was nonstop drinking, basically, that day. If, if, Watson, if Watson plays all 16 games, he's, he's going to be in the conversation. Yeah, that, I mean, that's what... Your, I mean, your phone's blowing up there, Mock. Just, yeah, make, sorry. Just, just make your pick, man. Just make your pick. Um, yeah, Kohler, Kohler was basing it on, you know, the five games that... Five. Like, this is how absurd it is. The five games that he did play, um, it was MVP level. It was Hall of Fame level. But at the end of the day, it's just five games. Defenses are going to get smarter. They're going to understand his, um, you know, his the things that he does well, the things he doesn't do well. So... It's, I'm just saying, just be be ready for a sophomore potential slump. And, um, you know, I think that game between the Houston Texans and the Dallas Cowboys are going to be really fun because I think we are pretty even, to be honest. Yeah, Dallas defense is definitely taking a step up this year. But uh, it's, just, it's just fun with a young QB with a ton of potential. Like, he puts, he puts you on the map and he puts, like, some hope in every Houston fans, you know, heads in terms of possible Super Bowl. Like if he gets on a crazy run and our defense performs like it should, like it's not beyond the realm of possibility. Let's uh, let's hear your Super Bowl predictions. Who do you think would come out of the NFC and who would come out of the AFC? I think I'm gonna go Packers and Steelers. Packers and Steelers. So your boy Antonio Brown and Aaron Rodgers, huh? That it's a really good core. Assuming Le'Veon comes back, I think he's going to come back probably by week two. I'm guessing, uh, but that I think that's it's their time. It's their time to finally knock off the Patriots. And uh, on the NFC side, I feel like Rodgers has been kind of inching his way back. Uh, he should have made it that year. They played the Seattle team, yeah. but uh, but yeah, I think this is the year. 
especially with uh, hopefully he can stay healthy this year and like last year, and they picked up Jimmy Graham, which I think should be pretty big for them. Yeah, out of nowhere, that NFC North just became really, really difficult, right? <laughs> Chicago completely ruled, retooled their defense. They yeah, Khalil just, Mack. Yeah, recently just picked up Khalil Mack, but even before that, they picked up two or three new uh, DBs. Um, Vikings obviously have one of the top defenses in the league. They picked up Kirk yeah. Cousins. Um, so yeah, that's that's if they can get through the NFC North, they should be able to get through the NFC playoffs. Um, Do you think they win the that division? I mean, I'm sure they're the favorites, um, but I think too much is riding on Aaron Rodgers. There's going to be a time where yeah. Aaron Rodgers can't, you know, get them to ten wins every single year. You know, it's it's literally Aaron Rodgers and then everybody else on that team. Without yeah. Aaron Rodgers, they're like a four to six win team. Um, so I, I mean, obviously he's the best player in the league. He's arguably the most talented quarterback of all time. Um, yeah. But how much longer can he improve his team's wins by six to seven wins every year? You know, that's it's it's crazy. Um, so who do, you, who do you have coming out of NFC? I mean, I have the Cowboys, man. <laughs> if, if not the Cowboys. If not the Cowboys... I'm going to have to go with, unfortunately, and we both hate this guy, but I think it's going to be Matt Ryan and the Falcons. Oh, really? <laughs> that's, that's a sleeper pick. Oh, speaking of sleeper team, let's pick one. So, Mock, either conference, who do you think would just surprise someone out of nowhere? We're talking about the Cleveland Browns of the world or the okay. Miami Dolphins of the world. Who do you think would come out? As a sleeper team. There's always one not, every year. Not the Texans, right? Not including the Texans. Yeah, I wouldn't consider them a sleeper. I was going to say my backup team for NFC is, uh, are the Saints, but obviously they're not a sleeper team. Uh, I'll go ahead and go with the Bears. Oh, nice. Mitchell I think Kulil uh, Mack is maybe not make an immediate impact, but by week three or four, I think that defense should be Pretty, pretty good. Uh, probably bumped them into the top eight, top ten, yeah, at least. I agree and, with uh, I'm not high on Trubisky, but I feel like he can at least manage the game okay. And uh, Chicago defense has a chance to be elite. So what's your pick? Uh, sleeper team. I do like that Chicago. Um, I think I'm going to drink the Kool-Aid, man. Jimmy G out in San Francisco. I think oh, that, true. I think the NFC West is just really weak this year. The Rams, or not the, yeah, I mean, the Rams are strong, but the Seahawks, Cardinals, they're rebuilding. So I think, you know, 49ers have a shot at that wild card. I didn't even, I didn't even consider them a sleeper because yeah. I, I think they're going to win the division. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I think Seattle's taking a big step back. I mean, I've never been too high in Russell Wilson uh, once he got to the NFL, but. The Rams. Yeah, the Rams, Rams. I, last year was. They did pick up a ton of people on defense, but uh, yeah, I'm just, I just not a believer in that QB. Jared Goff. Yeah, so I see a big slump coming from him. From him. Yeah, speaking of QBs who usually win this award, who is your pick for most valuable player? <laughs> uh, I, I I think I got a piggyback with uh, with Kohler, man. <laughs> meal bet? Meal bet? No, no, I can't. <laughs> I got to get good odds for the pick Watson coming off. ACL and <laughs> the sophomore season, man. Three to one. I'll give you three. Okay, meals. wait. No, who do you have then? 
have Zeke. Ooh, that's yeah. I'll do a meal bet between those two. So how? So if none of them gets chosen, nobody wins. Don't they publish like the MVP actual results? Like how many people yeah. get how many so votes? We're, we're going on where they place, where they end up. Oh. No, that's hard because running, running backs never get MVP, man. Zeke's, Zeke's going to eat this year, though. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's, it's all Zeke. All right, we'll talk about this offline, but we're talking about the NFL. We're talking about football. You know where to go and watch these games, Mutt? I'm feeling crawfish. You are feeling crawfish. You're feeling Cajun seafood. Tasty Tales. Um, they are yes, playing sir. all of the NFL games this year. They have NFL Network with, I don't know, like eight or ten of their TVs. Um, they, but they are from New Orleans. So I, Michelle did want me to point out that they are playing all the Saints games. It's the official Saints bar there in the Dallas area. So please come out to Tasty Tales. Their store hours are Monday through Sunday, 11.30 to 11 p.m. Happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. Reverse happy hour from 9 to 11 p.m. And guess what, Mock? This is the best thing. If you mention Six Pennies Podcast at the restaurant, they will give you 15% off. Not one item, not two items, but the entire bill will be 15% oh my off. Gosh. Just mention wow. Six Pennies Podcast. Do it, guys. 15% off. You can't beat that. Mock, do you have any final statements about Deshaun Watson being in Hall of Fame already? <laughs> He's on track. He's on track after five games. <laughs> okay, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, it's Six Pennies Podcast. So it's Facebook.com, Six Pennies Podcast. Check us out on Sound, uh, SoundCloud, iTunes. Tune in any um, iPod app or podcast app that you guys listen to. We're on it. Um, please give us a like. If you have extra time, also give us a review. If you have any questions about our two sponsors, Go to our Facebook page and we'll directly link them to you guys. Thanks everyone. Go Cowboys.